0: Dynasty Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast with your two co-hosts, Tudry and Swags. Let's go. Oh. Welcome back to Super Flexible Podcast, episode 79 or 80. I lost track somehow. Um, back with another great guest, we've got Izzy Elkafaz from nice Trace Calculator. Izzy, did I say your last name right?
1: Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's the Pharaoh I'm probably, of fantasy. I, yeah, I'm probably even saying it wrong. I mean, but it's it's Alkafoss.
0: My last name is pronounced Swagger and it's like slowly been changed to Swagger over the years, just like um it's just how a lot of people say it. But if you say it that way in front of my mom, she's very quick to correct you to swagger. Yeah. It's swager and you're just like, Oh, okay, mom, you know, but yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we we may all say them a little bit wrong, but yeah, it, it just but yeah, we whatever. know who you are. It's exactly. Izzy from Dynasty Trades Calculator, the Pharaoh of Fantasy. Thank you That's so right. much for being yeah. here. Um, so I heard you on Dynasty Trades HQ. They introduced you amazingly. Um, ditto to everything they said. Said honestly, like um, long time listener of your show. I think a lot of us are. You guys are one of the pioneers of dynasty podcast and then you bring in the dynasty trades calculator which we're obviously going to get into and in some of your strategies um you talked a little bit about the start and growth of the company should i say on that show yeah so we, did, we talked a little bit about it yeah and you talked about like some of your approaches even from the novice approach of the dynasty trades calculator to we'll say the more savvy seasoned owners mm-hmm. um and and I really like, like, I, I think, like, by the end of that show, you sold Madman on the idea of the trade calculator.
1: Yeah.
0: And I like that you did that. And there's a couple reasons. Like, I think that when you're doing what we do here, like, trying to give advice, it's okay to have opinions of other. Because I think that the opinions of other, which is kind of what the Dynasty Trade Calculator ends up doing, is is what... <laughs> Builds like the the industry norm and what everybody's doing. And I think it's good to stay on par with those values, whether you agree with them or not
1: right and I think the thing with our trade calculator is we designed it to try to be as close to a universal market value like the average- the common man what they would value x player so it's almost like um think of it as a a moving adp like a like a live adp in a sense Mm -hmm. so we're people use adp to figure out where players are being drafted and kind of what their value is right but adp is done it's a it's a moment in time so the downside with it is if it happens most adp is done at the beginning of the month but a week later i mean stuff can change i mean it happens all the time and now the adp is it is it's 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 still valuable, but it's not accurate. So our mission was to try to create a live ADP with value. Mm-hmm. So and I, I think we've I think we've done that. I mean, there are a few times where I'll see trades. I'm like, ah, you know what? I I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think that's accurately depicted in the trade value. But it's it's not. I mean, it's not going to be a perfect science. But I'd say it's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah. I mean. Okay. So. Uh, I'm going to get into one really quick that I have trouble with that I wanted to bring up to you, and it's two players, and it's Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson. Okay. So we've got one player, Kenny G, going into his fourth year who will turn 27 uh, mid this, this year sometime. I don't know when. We'll say August. Then we've got... Allen Robinson going into his seventh season of veteran will also turn 27 this year. I believe November again, don't quote me, but a little later in the year than Kenny Galladay. And you have them like putting up sort of similar numbers, but if you type them into your calculator, I think Kenny Galladay is worth 12 more points. And, and this, this makes me just want to go try to buy the shit out of Allen Robinson. Like, all day long because i i think they are kind of similar and i think that you kind of touched base on this too on the dynasty trades um hq podcast where you brought up the fact that sometimes like those hyped players or some of those trends will affect that or what is new and versus how long alan robinson's been around in the league but i want the seven-year vet
1: yeah, and and it's uh, the difference in value is 7.4. Okay. Which is basically uh so not as a much second as round thought. pick. Okay. Yeah, a second round pick somewhere in the second. I think it might be early second. Um and a lot of that the the main reason for that is Allen Robinson is more polarizing than Kenny Galladay is. Um and he's a lot harder to resell than Kenny Galladay. You're Absolutely. The market the market for Allen Robinson Is significantly smaller than the market for Kenny Galladay. I think you'll find more people. There aren't there are more diehard Allen Robinson fans, but there are more people that are in are open to acquiring Kenny Galladay as opposed to Allen Robinson. Yep. Now you bring up a good point. They're probably, you know, this is a good example of they might not be gapped by 7.4, which is a Which is, once again, where it doesn't come down to a perfect science. Maybe they are closer to 50-50. You know, Alan Robinson did surprise me with um, some of the polls that I ran. Uh, Alan Robinson was before, maybe a week ago, he was just slightly behind Metcalf and Cup. And I can't remember, there was another one I did. And after that, I was... I mean, one of them, he won like 70% or 75%. And they were pretty close. I think him and Ridley were pretty close to each other. But... A Rob was significantly higher than than, um, than Calvin Ridley in the in the Twitter poll. Okay. Now Twitter isn't now. Here's the thing: Twitter is tough because there are a lot of Twitter players that use our calculator, but there are a lot of non-Twitter. I, I would say more non-Twitter than Twitter are subscribers of a calculator. Okay. So I mean, our traffic is majority uh, search based. So people are finding us via just the web or other avenues than they are finding us through Twitter. So the Twitter world seems to be higher on a lot of people than others. And I think Alan Robinson might be one of those people just because he came from like the super hyped. um, I think it was Matt Harmon might have super hyped him. And he was like the breakout player, like his perception reception guy. And it kind of, he's got kind of like a little bit of a cult following in, in the Twitter world. But,
0: then, ahead. but I mean, he hit those rookie years like the first couple of years with even Blake Bortles. I mean, he, but I mean, that one year, I think he had like 16 touchdowns or something crazy like that.
1: Yeah. And, and another thing with A Rob is there's a lot more, you know, uncertainty with his situation than Kenny Galladay's as well. Um, you know, with Stafford being there, a significantly better quarterback than, than Allen Robinson. And when Matt Stafford was healthy, him and Galladay were cooking. Right. So I think people are kind of forgetting about that as well. You know, it's it's odd when you think about A Rob and Kenny Galladay, because you would assume that A Rob is two or three years older than Kenny Galladay. Right. But they're I think they're the same age.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and and they are within like months apart. And that's why, even like unrelated to the calculator, but on Twitter a lot of times you'll see Kenny Galladay like breakout candidate. Like and he's done well already, don't get me wrong. But you, you see a lot of that Kenny Galladay talk and that being hyped, but then can Allen Robinson be a breakout candidate, his seventh season in the NFL, like at the same age?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it, I think A-Rob a- is difficult to value from a, I think from our calculator's perspective, from an AI perspective, just because he had he's kind of had a very odd career. He's been tied to some really bad quarterbacks. Um and he he's kind of been buried in a sense he, he resurfaced i think after mm-hmm. before last year he was almost viewed as a descending asset like people weren't that excited about him i think last year he had kind of like a mini breakout yep and people are Did starting to warm up to the were idea
0: crazy too yeah I, I don't know what they were but i know he got a, a high percentage of the team's targets
1: yeah so we'll see. I mean, as we're talking here, I put up a uh, a live Twitter poll. So we'll see nice. uh, Galladay versus A. Rob. So I'm curious where Twitter has it, and I will make you a deal. I will manually adjust A. Rob or A. Rob up or Galladay down depending on the results of these polls, assuming that I get you know a good sample size.
0: Yeah, I like it. How many days do I have to try to acquire Allen Robinson before that poll is done?
1: um i we try to be as live as possible so you got 24 hours for this uh right now we got 12 votes on the board and it's 75 25 in favor of galladay so wow, the calculator see, might be I'm right not
0: surprised Come, but we'll see like i mean these twitter, numbers you know from twitter uh,
1: you know twitter seems like they're higher on a rob the. so i have a few non-twitter based leagues and a rob is really tough to sell yeah like i have them in one league i can't i the, Nobody wants him for anywhere near a reasonable I, value. I,
0: I've been getting him for, like, Debo and a piece.
1: Yeah, and I would say most people would rather have Debo, right?
0: Yeah, it seems like they're happy to make that deal.
1: And, um, Debo and a piece. He, so you're getting... So A-Rob is valued more than Debo and if, for the majority of the leagues that you're in?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think on the calculator.
1: and the calculator, I think it is. And and but, I'm
0: I'm happy to add a piece to that just to have the easy... Deal get done. I, I really am, and I know that that can be a fashion foe to some people. But I'm happy to. I use the calculator more to just make sure I'm overpaying a little bit, just so you don't come back at me. And I want to send you a, a good deal. And I know that people feel really good about Debo right now, coming out of the Super Bowl, just because he was there. It's it's recency bias. Even if Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw that well, um. And and I like Debo a lot. I don't wanna I don't wanna say I don't like Debo, but to me Debo's like a wide receiver too and Allen Robinson has already showed us wide receiver one upside throughout his career. And I think he's at like he's about to be at that breakout age. And I'm not saying he's a breakout candidate. I was being a smart ass when I said that earlier about him and Kenny Galladay. But at at this point, age. I mean he's got years left. He's really coming into his prime as a wide receiver. If Mitch Trubisky was a little bit better, which that's not going to happen, or if he had a better quarterback, like I I'm really happy with Allen Robinson, like and comparing him to Kenny Galladay, especially with the lingering back issue of Matt Stafford.
1: Yeah. Um I get the concerns with, with Matt Stafford, but I think uh, an injured Matt Stafford is still better than a Trubisky. Right. So, as long
0: as Stafford's playing, I completely it, agree with yeah. you. Matt Stafford is like an absolute warrior. Um, I mean, he plays through anything, he's a one tough dude. Um, so, I, I love me some Stafford. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a little bit concerned, though, two years leaving or and season ending with a back injury.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but, I think it's one of those things now where hopefully the the rest is going to get him back to a hundred percent, right? That's, that's the hope. Absolutely. And he's tough as nails, like you said. So even if he's not a hundred percent and it's a, an injury that he's always going to have to play through, I think that he will. Yep. And I think that he would have had they been a good enough team to do so. Um, so, so I, I mean, figured
0: right up against each other though. Like I, I don't mind like Kenny Galladay being a little bit above Allen Robinson to be fair. Uh, and and I'm not trying to backtrack but I feel like the separation and just how easy it is I mean and like you said it's hard to sell Allen Robinson but how easy it is to go acquire him for somebody like Debo who's really he's 24 he's not like one of the younger rookie wide receivers I'm only adding two years in age for a wide receiver that I honestly believe more in than Debo
1: yeah and and that's fine I mean you're gonna have people that We'll feel the exact opposite of you, right? So that's where yep, we try to yep. find the happy medium. So if, if Allen Robinson, um, if we feel that Alan Robinson is significantly higher than Debo and what we're seeing on Twitter and what we're seeing on trades via MFL or Sleeper or whatever, um, we will manually adjust the players if, if it looks like the values are too far off, right? Mm hmm. Um, no like i said there's no perfect science so there's a lot of things that we're gonna have to manually adjust to make sure they're as accurate as possible um a lot of suspension uh like the random antonio brown news like antonio brown's a perfect example yeah tyreek hill was a perfect example last year like we were having to almost adjust tyreek hill on the on the hourly based on the news that was coming out that's crazy because it was It was impacting his value, right? What
0: is the biggest like dip a player's taken in in history that you can remember?
1: That we're, we started tracking that. So um, I think so far in our it, based on our one year tracking, it is it is uh, Antonio Brown. He went from 40s to 2.5, I think, right now, or maybe even less. Wow, it might be less than two. Which I think he's probably around a fourth round value, third or fourth round. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So he's definitely the biggest. David Johnson is the second biggest. Okay. Uh, Andrew Luck, actually, Andrew Luck is probably uh, with them as well, but he wasn't as highly valued. He didn't have the same. If we're talking super flex, I think you can say uh, Andrew Luck and Antonio Brown had the biggest dives in the last year.
0: Yeah. So, so, I mean, back to Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson really quick. I mean, honestly, all fairness, I think the calculator is right on. I think that I don't quite agree with the industry's opinion and given that i don't know yeah i just like alan
1: robinson a lot yeah and that's fair i mean that's good for you i mean you're gonna get good acquisition value with a guy like a rob right if 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 the but that's like that for even if there wasn't a trade calculator i think the way that you value a rob relative to other people you're gonna get a rob for a better deal yeah cheaper you're gonna get him at a price that you like yep right yeah. Where so whether the calculator is in existence or not, you obviously have an affinity for Allen Robinson that goes beyond market value. Yeah. Yep. So, it which is which is fine. I mean, I'm looking at this now just to give you an update. We're at 62 percent Galladay, 38 percent for A. Rob. Nah, not and we too just, bad. Yeah, we just eclipsed a hundred uh, votes. That's not too bad. No, and then to give you a uh, another, A. Rob is 66 percent to Debo's 34 percent. Okay. So A-Rob, and that's 56 votes. So we got some time here. We'll do a, a, a final update at the end of it. But this might be one of those things where I may have to manually adjust Alan Robinson up a little bit, depending on how these end up coming to be. But we'll see.
0: Um, so then how do you use the trade calculator? And like, how do you go into your trades that you're going to make? Do you have a player that you feel is undervalued that you try to go after a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big part of what I try to do. Um, I also use it to formulate big packages. So if I want to do a three for three or you know a two for four type of deal, picks involved, um, I like using it just because it's a lot easier to. It's almost like a can I can I multiply can I multiply twenty by fifty six? Yeah, sure. Right. That's if if, what eleven twenty. Okay. But if I, if I let, let's make it harder. Okay, can I multiply 120 by 2445? Okay, and the answer is yes, I could. But if I had a calculator in front of me, I could do it a lot faster. Right. Right. So yeah. it's the same thing. I could probably put together some really good offers without the calculator. But it's just a lot easier just to throw it in there and say, okay, yeah, this is a reasonable trade offer. So it speeds up the process for me. Um, it allows me to to make an offer where I look at it and say, yeah, I like this side despite market value being pretty close. Yeah. So I, I do it that way.
0: Sometimes I'm just curious to see how, how it's valued too. Like I like to type
1: players in. The, yeah. The- and that, yeah. That's, that's true too. Kind of get an idea. And I don't know if you saw the newest update, um, but we did the uh, MFL, uh, what do you call it? The API for the MFL. So now you could, Go on the Dynasty Trade Calculator, uh, import your MFL league, and because they're they're linked now, so if you click, there's a little import league button. You click on it, and it pulls up MFL for you, essentially, and you can offer a trade from the trade calculator with the values of all the players on both sides, your team and the other team. Yeah, there for you. I heard you guys talking about that. I haven't tried it yet. So it just may, we're trying to stream. We love trade. Dynasty's all about trades the more we can streamline people's processes and the more offers we can get out there to people, the more trades that will get done, more active leagues become, and I think the better just Dynasty is in general. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Like Keep it active.
0: And now that's coming from you, who self-admittedly you don't really like to trade this time of year.
1: No, I, I do not. I mean, I haven't made a single trade in two months. I, I think there are there's a healthy balance of... Of trades, I think there are people that trade too much, and I've told these people that you are trading too much. I mean, they've asked me for personal advice; they're friends of mine. Let's call it. You trade way too much, uh, and then there are people that don't trade enough. I mean, the the poor just has to be just right. I think in dynasty trades, the the more you you can't possibly win long term enough. Long term trading so often just because you're bound to bl- hit a bunch of landmines. Like, people always say, and, and I agree with this, some of the best trades people make are the ones that they, they don't accept or the ones they don't make.
0: Oh, right? gosh. So Some of the best trades I've made are the ones that other people didn't accept.
1: Correct. So they, they just didn't get completed. Yeah. So you, you were trying to acquire X for whatever reason. You were giving up. You know, Pettis would be a great example. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people rushed – to MFL and Sleeper and ESPN to try to acquire Dante Pettis because they thought from whatever source that they respected, Pettis was one of those weird things that it built so much steam, the hype train just was out of control, that it inflated this crazy value. Similar to what it's. what's a good example of it. I don't know if anybody's doing it right now.
0: Well, I mean, I think that that San Francisco offense, like there was a certain point when Jimmy G – Came back that everybody wanted a piece of that offense. Like they wanted Pettis, they wanted Kittle, like Goodwin was kind of still a thing, or Godwin, excuse me, but they yeah, wanted Goodwin. a piece of that. So, yeah, was it? So yeah, it was I just wanted it. to be wishy washy. But so they, you could go to like a Jimmy G owner and you could get rid of any one of those pieces and and get a decent value back without trying very hard. And, and Pettis Pettis did fit that bill. I mean, even like you look at Robert Foster for a minute or Deshaun Hamilton, or some of those guys that quick hit, like, and uh, sometimes you have to look at the pedigree and, and lower your expectations for their career. And they had a decent opportunity in a
1: system. Right. And And it, I agree with that. And but the 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 point of the matter is, and I think you were kind of agreeing with me, is that chasing that for a lot of people costs them quite a bit of equity. Yes. Right. So I, don't I look have at a like, great example
0: this year that something that's got that kind of hype.
1: I don't know if any nobody's really like taken off taken off um, the way that Pettis did yet. I think I think we'll we'll see. We might be forgetting somebody as well. Um, but regardless, I look at this. It's like. I'm a big poker player. I'm a big sports gambler. Um, you know, I don't play every poker hand. I'm very selective with the hands that I play. You know, uh, same thing with sports betting. I just don't. I don't bet my entire bankroll on you know 15 different games at, in one night, right? It's just like I wait for my spots. I pick my spots. I try to find the right opportunities. And that's the same thing with dynasty trades. I don't make like these marginal, like coin flip trades. I try to find opportunities and i think that's what people aren't doing i'll never overpay for anybody i'll never buy into something i'll never i never acquire somebody that i like or that i want for more than what their market value is and the reason for that is it's it's the best way for me to build a better roster long term right it's mm-hmm. not sometimes sometimes you can you can make a trade that you're overpaying for and you're buying into the the potential right you're paying the premium you're almost paying for the the price that's already baked in mm-hmm. and, it, and it pays off like godwin is a perfect example of that this year so many people on the uh, so godwin and pettis were the two big ones so the individuals that rushed over and dumped a whole bunch of equity into godwin and overpaid for him because that's where the market was dictating like you were buying into the, the the ascension that paid off on the flip side the pettis one blew up in your face Yeah. So like sometimes it works out and it's Godwin. Sometimes most often it blows up in the face and it's and it's Pettis. And there'll be people that I guarantee you there's a lot of people that bought both of those players this year. And they really sure they they have Godwin now, which is a great piece, but they also spent a lot of equity to get Pettis and it it kind of balances out in a sense. Yeah. Well well
0: and now you're seeing people pay even more for Godwin. And I know he's proven it on the year and a lot of people feel really great about it, but you still, now they're paying an extra premium to get him on their team or in the startup drafts. And you have to see if he's really going to be all of that and the bowl of grits as his career goes on, you know, And, and I'm not saying he's nothing and he goes to wasteland, but is he really like a top three to five wide receiver year in, year
1: out? I don't, I wouldn't pay that price. Yeah, and and uh, my philosophy is pretty simple. I don't I don't follow the the hype. So I never once once somebody's hype gets out of control, I I'm done. Like I'm out um, because now I I don't like buying in. I don't like paying for a expected return. Right. Right. I don't like buying into that. I don't want that baked into the price. Yeah. I think so, I know what you mean. Like,
0: so once that, yeah. So like you a like that player so much. And then you're all of a sudden like, Oh my gosh, that's how much he costs now. Like I yeah. I liked him a lot and I still do, but not like
1: that. That's not what I meant. Correct. So like once there's a big push for a player, I'm out on him. Like I'll go find like the next player that I think could ascend. Um, you know, I have that player this year that I'm going to be trying to acquire. Um, couple of players actually and then another thing is I don't buy top 12 players like my philosophy is simple it's I don't acquire the top 12 15 players I try to find the next top 12 15 player for a lot cheaper and I don't buy the hyped players I try to buy the players that people are soured on players like uh, what's a good example of you know I think Le'Veon I don't Bell. say no, I was gonna say David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. He's been a seller of mine for a long time. Um, I but think at
0: the price he is now,
1: I'm I mean, still not touching him.
0: And I'm not. Oh, it maybe is a bad example, especially for you. But do, I mean, some of those players that you'll find that all of a sudden their prices dipped so low, or maybe. Well, what for do you me, think Le'Veon's worth? What do I think he's worth?
1: Like, what do you think? Like, let's say you're I'll in a league, an average league. What do you Johnson? Have? See, I'd rather have carry on. And 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 the reason for that is simple. Le'Veon Bell once again, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I don't like. I also don't like buying into players where my trade market is so slim.
0: I totally agree with that. Like Le'Veon Bell's market is slim. Even if he has a good year, he's slim. I absolutely agree. Yep, I do agree with
1: that. So I I just don't like the idea of if if I buy Le'Veon Bell, I need a ridiculously good deal and he's probably going to have his age cliff, his 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 dynasty death is going to be on my team. Yep. Because it, there comes a point in value where the player is far more valuable producing on your team than he would ever be in a trade. Uh, Julio is getting to that point where we don't know when Julio's age cliff is, but at this point, he's more valuable on your roster producing for two, three, four. And if he ends up being like, look, look at fits I mean, we we've, we've spent the last five, year, six years trading Fitz at a discount after yeah, year after yeah, year after, yeah. year, after yeah. year discount, and he's still producing wide receiver two numbers year after year after year. Um, in some in some cases, two years ago it was a wide receiver one year. Like so, Fitz was has been more valuable on people's teams for the last six years than 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 the trading him for a late second or an early third and he just keeps producing yeah you know
0: I can't argue any of this I mean because I like to even go into it like every individual player is sort of a business that I own and and I don't want any of those businesses to ever go bankrupt or start depreciating in value to a point where you are stuck with him or you are retiring Larry Fitzgerald on your team so it's tough for me to Argue your points. I just feel like on a team, I feel like Le'Veon Bell is still going to give me more production than Carrion Johnson for a couple of years.
1: And I can see it, but I look at it and say Carry On's market's so much wider yep. that I, I'll, I'd, I'd rather take the Carry On and the potential resale, especially at the running back position, than, than handcuffing myself with Le'Veon Bell. Now I get it, Le'Veon Bell's value. Is he's gotten into like early second territory, probably late first, early second, especially as we approach draft time. I bet during during your rookie drafts, you could probably acquire Le'Veon Bell for an early second round pick.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right, and that's kind of what I'm happy with. Like sometimes, instead of seeing if the business grows and carry on Johnson, I'm happy owning Sonny Mart and Le'Veon Bell.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's fine. I, and I get it. I think it's a very, especially for a, from a win now perspective. If you are looking for uh, a running back piece that you know is going to get high volume, but is likely going to have his dynasty death on your team, then yeah, he, I think he's a great buy. But, um,
0: man, I agree with so much of what you're saying. So it's tough for me to even like counter it, you know? Like, uh, I just. And, and, I... I, and I,
1: like, if you're good with that, and some of my roster, like, some of my teams, like, sure, I can, I can use Le'Veon Bell as, like, uh, Maybe a, a an RB a, a safe run a flex play like I can dump into my flex and he's just going to give me such a such a high such a great advantage over my competition as a flex play like if I go buy Le'Veon Bell and I plug him in as my RB two I'm really not getting an advantage over my peers so it's really not worth the the even the discounted price for him to die on my roster.
0: But being, but at what point does carry on shine wear off?
1: Well, we don't know that, but he's 21 years old or 22 years old. What is he, 22?
0: I think he's 22 or 23, but, I mean, I hear you. Yeah.
1: So, like, his where? I think you look at a player like Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for Tevin Coleman for six years, right? Is it five years? Yeah. Five years. I mean, yeah, a while, yeah. And, 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 his, his, and he's been very average with not a lot of production um, and not a lot of volume for a majority of that career. And all it took was uh, the free agency market, where he then gets acquired by San Francisco, and then what happens to his value? Skyrockets. Yeah, it blew up. Yep. And it's it's the young, attractive running back that could be like, Carryon had has had his hype, and he's and he's been when he's been healthy, he's been good, right? His injury history is a bit of an issue, and obviously he he lacks the durability, but. I think he has another two or three years before he gets to the point where people aren't willing to buy into him ever.
0: Yeah, you make a lot of good points. I mean, uh, totally honestly. Uh,
1: a McKinnon. What about McKinnon? Another really good example. Yeah, we've been I waiting mean, on got McKinnon so
0: much for McKinnon in trade. I mean, the trade value alone, and like like you said, like the carry-on market so different than the Le'Veon Bell market. Like, um, I don't know, and, and I think that that might be one thing that kind of worries me about dynasty and like the direction it's going it's like we're all of a sudden selling 27 year old wide receivers like they're 30 and and kind of same with the running backs like once they're 25 we're we're done with them and and I think we get a little bit Uh, too ahead of it like I'm I'm happy to buy the Keenan Allens this year and and those guys like those 27 year olds that people are kind of already trying to get ahead of themselves because they they held on to AJ Green too long so the lesson that they learned was move them when they're 27 and I don't know there are way to be ways to be proactive and still have a viable wide receiver one on your team
1: yeah I, I think it's it's good the way things are now because it provides a nice balance for dynasty Mm -hmm. um and it's like it's kind of like investing in this in the stock market right if you have everybody you know going after one sector of the of the market it it creates kind of an imbalance right and Mm -hmm. there's it just wouldn't work right how we have it now i think is really good a majority of the people are trying to find the next thing and there's a lot of people that are still on the the known commodities yeah right and, the comfortable and it's good commodities. to have
0: running back guys it's good to have wide receiver guys it's good to have the draft quarterbacks all day long in in a super flex league it's good to have like even that variety in in your leagues
1: perfect and exactly and there's enough of an echo chamber in each one of those segments of dynasty players to where they can feel like their strategy is the right strategy.
0: Right. And we all build a little different and I've seen successful teams in all of those builds to be completely fair. And that's
1: the, that's the perfect, that's the perfect scenario all the way around. Like I see this all the time. People argue about, Oh, you know, you can't, you can't win X way. Well, no, you can. It just makes it a lot harder. Like odds, like I can. Do you play poker?
0: Um, I I know the game. I would not okay. call myself a poker player. But okay,
1: it, you've played it like a home game or something. Sure, yeah. Yep. Poker was okay. Yeah. So like, I can play seven five offsuit. Okay, and I can win a monster pot against somebody that has ace king, right? Or pocket kings. Seven five can beat pocket kings. So saying can't is it doesn't work in dynasty, just like it doesn't work in poker. It can. Now, odds are just not in your favor. So doing something some way can work. It's just not as likely to work as another way.
0: No, I agree with you. And and when I think another part of that problem is too is, um, and and I'll ask you like how you, you, like your strategy here in a second, but I think another part of the problem is like, I have programmed myself and taught myself my strategy and it works for me. So if I were to all of a sudden switch to your strategy that is proven, like Izzy loves it, lives by it, and you build successful teams, I might have a learning curve with your strategy and, and it might it might not work for me. Right. So I think there's that too. So if I all of a sudden go into it, like I, I prefer running backs and quarterbacks. So if I all of a sudden go into a draft and I draft all of the best wide receivers and uh, a heavy, a wide receiver guy might love my team and I'm done. And I'm just like, dude, I don't even know what to do with this mess. And I, it just might not have I for me. I might not enjoy my team as much. And, um, I, I know that that's not just like building a successful team and it getting to the championship that I'm talking about here, but that's not, that strategy is not for me, but yeah. it, it doesn't mean it, I haven't like looked at other people's team and watched them kick ass through a league using that strategy.
1: Right. And, and and you bring up a good point. Like a lot of the things that the, the way that I play Dynasty is a lot more I don't want to say sophisticated, like it, it's not like it's it's something like that special. But it it takes a lot more experience, let's put it that way. It takes a lot more experience and if somebody's jo- just starting Dynasty, my advice to them would be different than how I play. Sure. And the reason why is because I don't think it's it's actually possible to execute my strategies, like when I'm trying to, I, I do things so differently in so many different leagues just because I'm always trying to figure things out and try different strategies to see what works. No, but absolutely. Talking, yeah, good point. But if, but if I'm talking about I'm going into a league with 11 like sharks and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play my best cards, you know, how am I going to do that? I wouldn't teach that to somebody that's just coming in. That would not be my advice.
0: Yeah. I mean, right? and even like I wouldn't tell. I wouldn't advise everybody to go overpay for Allen Robinson. Like I am fine doing on my teams. You you know what I mean? Like I would still like, I'm still, I'm saying I like that buy low window for everybody else, but I'm saying I'm fine doing that. That's great
1: advice. Like if, if, if you're talking to a novice buying Allen Robinson is a great piece of advice. And the reason for that is you're going to get a player that has proven production that is devalued across the community. And is likely going to give you low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two, unsexy production, but it's going to give you solid equity. Like you're going to get solid equity for the price that you pay, and you're going to get phenomenal production relative to the 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 um, what do you call it? Relative to the the opportunity cost, in a sense. Like there, Mm -hmm. sure, there are there are other pieces that you could be acquiring that could give you superstar potential. But you take on so much more risk doing that. Yeah. And if you're talking to a novice, they're not good enough to identify those players per se, and they might not be good enough to know when to acquire them and so on and so forth and what to acquire them with. With Allen Robinson, it's a low-risk, you know, medium-reward play relative to the value. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So it's, I think it's a great piece of advice for somebody that's, that's newer to the dynasty or you know, is, is trying to figure the game out.
0: So, who is your QB1? Are you a Lamar guy or a Mahomes
1: guy? Dude, I've I've moved on this a bit. Um and it, it my answer is it depends on the type of league that I'm in. And the reason for that is is simple. Um Rushing I have so many layers and
0: I, stuff or
1: Yeah, that that let, let's just assume a normal setting. 4 point touchdown, you know, uh 4 points for every 100 yards passing, um and the normal rushing, 10, you know, one point for every 10 yards and six points per touchdown, right? Let's mm-hmm. just leave it as, like, the standard setting in Superflex or a regular one quarterback. Um, my answer changes uh, – if you peel back the onion. my dynasty onion, there's a lot of different layers, of course. Um, my answer would be if it's Lamar Jackson, I'm going to be doing that in a league that I feel isn't filled with sharks, and the reason for that is sharks are less likely to a overpay and b they're more likely to say I'm not if if Lamar starts to struggle in his first couple of weeks they're all going to devalue Lamar Jackson cuz they understand the regression possibilities and the concern there if I'm in a league with not the strongest of players the market for Lamar Will be strong even after a game or two, and I can still flip him and take advantage. So now I can see: okay, is Lamar for re- like is he twenty seven points per game elite like he was last year, twenty four, whatever you put up, something ridiculous? Is he that good? And if I watch him for a game or two and he struggles, I can still dump him for close to ceiling.
0: Yeah, in a shark that's just a nice savvy play. I mean, everything right. you just explained there
1: in a sharks league, I can't. So if I'm drafting in a sharks league, I'm drafting Mahomes. Because I feel like I'm getting the, at worst, I'm getting the, the QB2 for the next decade. And at best, I'm getting the QB1 if Lamar Jackson isn't Michael Vick 2.0. Right. Right? So in a Sharks League, I'm taking Mahomes. In a league where I feel like I can trade him, even if he starts to struggle at the beginning of the year, and I want to try to get super elite value potential, I'm taking Lamar. Um,
0: so same question, Barkley or McCaffrey?
1: Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question. I'm gonna answer this question without trading because I think the the correct answer is trade Mc, draft McCaffrey and trade him for Barkley plus something. Yep. Um. And then if you can't do that, you still have McCaffrey. I'm gonna assume who do I think in three years will be valued the most? And I'm I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go with Team Barkley. And the big reason for that is everything that the Panthers tried to do or said they were going to do with, with McCaffrey didn't work. You know, they're going to limit his touches. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. No. They didn't have anybody else. You know, they, they, they wanted to bring somebody in. They didn't, right? Um, they, they were looking to essentially pass more. Cam got hurt. You know, Cam was going to sit in the pocket and pass a little bit more. He wasn't going to run, so on and so forth. The, the team was going to shift to more of a aerial attack. Maybe not full-on aerial attack, but that was going to be their plan. Um, they didn't. So, And that was because of Cam got hurt. So now Cam, he had a perfect storm. Cam got hurt, didn't steal those goal line touchdowns, like those inside the five-yard line where Cam was rushing those in. He was out, and Kyle Allen wasn't doing it. So now you have McCaffrey picking up that slack. So those are touchdowns that he wouldn't have got this year. Mm-hmm. And who knows who they bring in next year. We don't know who that quarterback's going to be. We don't know if they're going to add somebody. Um, to the backfield, yeah. Yeah, th- th- I... And this is how, and this is why I look at it this way. Um, it's more than just dynasty to me. I'm looking at saying, if I'm running a team, an actual NFL franchise, do I want McCaffrey to catch 110 balls and rush for 300 300 uh, attempts? Right. No, I, I don't want McCaffrey putting up 400 touches. What I want is somewhere in the Camaro range. I want him to rush the ball 175 to 200 times a year and then catch 110 passes. Yeah that to me gives him longevity if I'm running a franchise I want to make sure that I keep McCaffrey for as long as possible and productive and, and so that's he's my not biggest the hugest McC- running back but he's durable like sure. he, I'll give him credit he's yep. been durable even back to his days in Stanford so I'm not necessarily I'm less concerned about injury and more concerned about just him getting run into the ground to where he's just not as a lead as he used to be
0: mm-hmm.
1: right um I think you I think Bodies can only handle so much abuse over time, and the game has be, has be, has gotten so much faster, so much bigger. Some of the players have gotten so much stronger. The whole thing that I think it's a big reason why these running backs just aren't lasting as long. Yeah, they're so, not getting hit by two hundred and thirty pound linebackers anymore. They're getting hit by two hundred eighty pound linebackers. Right. You know, and, and maybe not two eighty, but you know like, what I McCaffrey's mean.
0: McCaffrey's a yeah. fast guy.
1: Right. So, like, I view this, and I'm saying the way that the teams want to use these players or have said they want to use these players. I'm going towards the Barkley side as opposed to McCaffrey. I believe I think McCaffrey's you know an otherworldly talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that he's going to have a reduction in usage. Now, the argument could be said even if he does have a significant reduction in usage, he's still likely the RB1 overall. And I think that's a really good argument. So I don't hate the idea of somebody saying I'm taking McCaffrey at 1. I'm just taking Barkley at 1 because if somebody would have told me 12 months ago that I can get Barkley cheaper than McCaffrey or any other running back by a significant amount, I would have I would have called you crazy. Yeah. And it's and it got to the point where it's happened. Right. Um yeah, and I
0: I just think Barkley is and, and Barkley missed some time. You have to think that offense yeah. gets a little bit better, so and I mean, yeah, McCaffrey it, regression could come in two ways, like you said. Like it could come with them adding somebody to the team, and with him slowly breaking down. And that doesn't mean, like you said, that he's not maybe RB one, RB two. He's a he's a top five running back in in points. We'll say not even value, but points. So even, but there could certainly be some regression over the next couple of years, a couple different
1: ways. It could be, and, and if like I said, if you would if you would tell me. Christian McCaffrey RB1 I don't think I could you get one, it. One I can I can I can't blame you. I can't blame you. I'd be like, "Yep, I totally get it. it it's it, it's not crazy to me. I think it's I could be convinced too. Like like if you provided me with some pretty good reasons as to why, Christian McCaffrey, I can be swayed to the Christian McCaffrey side, right? Mhm. Um and I think a lot of it will be dictated with who the Panthers get at quarterback and if they draft somebody or bring somebody in. Yeah. So I'm I'm taking Barkley right now because I don't have to necessarily worry about that. Daniel Jones is the quarterback. We know he's the future. And I don't see them bringing in a running back to limit Barkley's touches. It all so, comes down to and, this moment, Izzy. Right. And, and McCaffrey has a couple of question marks that need to be answered, not from his play, but from the organization. So I'm going to take the safer, just as maybe a slightly below his level lead option in Barkley. So
0: Superflex Startup, and I agree with you, by the way. I, I want Barkley there as well. Superflex Startup 101, do you want Mahomes or Barkley?
1: Oh, it's it's Mahomes, and it's not even close. Like, I wouldn't even flinch. And you're ecstatic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. 102 Lamar, or are you going Barkley there? One
1: o- I'm taking 102 Lamar.
0: Then Barkley?
1: I would, honestly, I would take 103 Watson if I had to, but I don't have to. You
0: yeah, know, yeah, Watson right.
1: won't go 103, so I would probably trade down. Or draft Barkley or McCaffrey and try to you know it, it makes it tough like drafting Barkley and McCaffrey and trying to get Watson that's a possibility I would try to trade down to like one hundred six one hundred seven one hundred eight mm-hmm. and try to take Watson there um, <clears throat> my philosophy is is pretty pretty simple when it comes to running backs it's when they get to that level I try to just I try to cash them in like I just want to cash them in and and and, and try to get the next batch of potential running backs because I think you can find them in the draft you can find them in free agency you can there's so many different ways to acquire running back production I try to cash them in for quarterbacks and receivers when I can
0: yeah Uh, I like I don't know I I fall in love with my running backs like it would be tough for me to move Barkley but at the same time I moved him last year but it was a deal where I got like Mixon and Trubb and Hawkinson and I I gave a little bit back on the top of it, but you could get just so much for Barkley that.
1: Yeah, that's why you cash him in.
0: Yeah, so, and now, I mean, and then last year, I mean, it's an outlier, but then Chubb goes on to help my team out so much at the end of the year compared to what Barkley was doing for him at the time, and it, it was a deal that really helped my team out, and then Mixon came on, and. Um, I I would still obviously say Barkley over Chubb or Mixon, but man, I'm I feel like it, it really helped my team out in its direction. Like I feel like one thing like I'll notice a lot of times you'll skim through some of your teams and you'll like you'll find that Barkley is on just a crappy team. Just horrible team, like nothing around it. I'm not exaggerating. And and you can just see that Barkley is going to be wasted on this team. So you'll offer that team, you know, maybe I have a lot of equity and I'm just fine paying up. And then that that team, for whatever reason, they're just like, no, I'm going to build around him. But then you look at them and they don't even have picks. And I'm thinking, like, how are you going to build around Barkley? Like, and, and like you said, you know, some of those teams that don't make any moves or don't even try. And I think at that point with, like, a player like Barkley, like, you said you want to move him. I think you need to split those stocks and add some depth to your team, and you might find McCaffrey in that bunch.
1: Yeah, like exactly. The the
0: next McCaffrey.
1: The next McCaffrey. And it it doesn't need – okay, so McCaffrey and Barkley are kind of unicornish in a way to where their values are higher than any reasonable running back could ever be, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. the Barkley's peak and McCaffrey's peak values – are feel like they're pretty untouchable. Like very few players hit that number. Um so yeah, I, I want to cash them in. And th- look at Barkley even this year was a perfect example. Like if you play in multiple leagues and you have Barkley going into the 2019 year, as good as Barkley is, you cash him out in the league that you have him in, get premium value cuz the the honestly when it comes to McCaffrey, can his can his price get any higher? No. No, it's not it can't. It, his price legitimately can't get any higher. Even if he duplicates what he did last year, his price won't get higher. He's maxed out because what's going to end up happening is, sure, he's done it for another year, but now people are concerned. Well, oh, my God, look at the workload. Now he's one year closer to where players are starting. To, he's getting older. Like Running backs, as soon as they start getting older, 25, 26, mm-hmm. people start worrying about, oh, my God, here comes 28. Like Same thing with the, the 24, 25. I, I shouldn't say 25, 24. The 25-26 number for running backs is the same thing as the 27-28 number for receivers. So McCaffrey won't get any higher. Like He's peaked out for his his value. And similar to kind of like where Barkley was going in 2019, it's like just ridiculously high in value. Like cash them out, pick up some players, and if they have a reduction in value, Barkley was a perfect example of that. You could have acquired Barkley halfway through this year for a significantly cheaper amount than – what he was week one of 2019. Like I acquired Barkley, my first ever Barkley share. I took advantage of him being hurt, and I acquired him, and I got him for what I felt like was a really good deal. You know, yeah. And I and I'm happy with it. Like sh- great, I got Barkley at a discounted price, and I'm good with the transaction. Yeah. And it was, and you can tell me, like I traded. So anybody that's can like listening and, and is curious. So Adams and and Barkley were hurt. I have a pretty solid team, so I traded I traded Zeke, and I wanted to get rid of Zeke just because I don't trust him and he has some peak value. And I promised myself if Zeke ever bounces back from this whole like exposing the girls uh, at Mardi Gras or whatever it was, and if he ever gets back to that territory, I'm going to try to cash him out. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the, the dynasty gods shined on us, and he got back to where he was. So I traded Zeke. I traded Julio, who I've been trying to kind of get rid of. Just because I know that I don't want the dynasty death on my team. Yeah, you'll be stuck with him. Yeah. So him, Julio, and Aaron Jones. And I traded those three for Barkley, Adams, and um, a 2022nd.
0: Wow. I, I mean, I, I loved that because I knew just from the way you were talking, I knew you were getting Barkley and Adams. And I was already fine with that. But then when you throw in the 2022nd, like, I love that for you.
1: Yeah. And, and it, to me, I look at it and saying I took assets that are significantly older than older than the assets that I'm getting in Zeke and 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 Julio and I've gotten younger at the position and gotten better at the position so I got younger better and and really the the only cost there was Jones for a second that was the difference and that was the price I had to pay essentially to get significantly younger but I was also buying them while they were hurt which devalued them significantly and what's funny is I ended up going into the finals against the guy that I traded the players to. Like the, that that trade, we end up being in the finals together. Um so it's just kind of funny how the biggest trade of probably one of the biggest blockbuster trades that have ever happened in that league, um, the two guys end up playing facing each other in the finals. And honestly, all the players in the deal produced in the finals, like it wasn't like, oh, I yeah, lost or one because back. of that. Yep. Yeah, Adams and Barkley had great week sixteens and Julio and Zeke did in Aaron. I can't remember what happened to Aaron Jones, but, um, you know, that didn't really have an uh, effect on the, on the championship, but it was still funny to see that those are the two teams that made it. Absolutely.
0: Well, Izzy, you are truly the Pharaoh of fantasy. Like I bow to you. Um, super (laughs) smart dude. Like even, even like there was stuff you were saying that like, I was even trying to counter throughout the show and I'm just like, Jesus, you know, like, um, you have so many solid points. Like, Um, totally fun to hang out with you, talk football, had a great time. Um, tell them who you are and where to find you.
1: Yeah. Um, find me on Twitter at DTC underscore Izzy Um, as you know, following me on Twitter, I really don't put, I save my material and content for podcasts. I really don't put a lot of information on Twitter. I don't know why. I think there's just so much of people just regurgitating the same stuff over and over again.
0: I'm going to finish for you the things you say are quality like and that you want to follow izzy for his whenever he does say something like you're just <laughs> it, it's like this yeah. show you're just like dude that's freaking solid like you said it like even sometimes like you, you i have thought the same stuff but you just word it appropriately and accurately and follow izzy
1: i appreciate it yeah i i I do my best to keep it light, but not serious, and try to have fun with it. It's not strictly a dynasty football account, um, but it's not a political account either. So that's the good news. I don't get into politics.
0: And so <laughs> really quick on the way out. Oh, and I am at DFF underscore swag. Follow at superflexable Show and at fl 2 Drink Minimum. Gardner Minshew or
1: Jared Goff? I mean, Goff has significantly more value um, than Minshew. Um, but I think Minchu is probably the best slash safest dynasty quarterback buy that you can find. Um, and the reason for that is his ceiling, because everybody loves Minshew mania, and he's so close to his buying floor. Like, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, you can buy buy him now at, at such a discounted price close to his floor that there's really no risk in buying Gardner Minshew right now. But and It's all up. But
0: if we're just going straight up,
1: Oh, man. I have to take Goff. I mean, like, I know Goff is going to be their quarterback for an ex- extended period of time. He's got draft capital. He's had success in the offense. He's got a good offense. Where Gardner, there's so much uncertainty. He doesn't have the draft capital. He's always going to be the guy that you can get rid of relatively easily. Mm-hmm. And Goff, even if he, fl- you know, flunks out of LA, I don't think Goff is that good. But let's, but he's got, the draft pedigree and the support and everything. So like let's say he flunks out of LA, he'll get a chance to be the starting quarterback somewhere else. Whereas Minshew isn't going to be given the same luxuries. Mm, Yeah. So like I think Goff is I think Minshew, like if I'm if I'm starting a franchise, which weird for me to say this, I'd probably rather have Gardner Minshew than Jared Goff. Like if 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 they were even, if I could strip everything down and like look at the two quarterbacks. I just like the way Minshew plays, and he's just kind of—he's a gamer, you know. Like I like those types of players. Like he doesn't give it, give two—I I don't want to swear on your show because I don't know if if I can. But yeah, you're fine. Whereas, We're pretty loose. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't give two shit. Like he doesn't give two shits when he's out there. Yeah. Whereas Goff just kind of seems soft. Like he just seems that he lacks a little bit of confidence. Doesn't have that swagger. Like I want that out of my quarterback.
0: Yep. Now so, the yeah. reason I brought this up—it's actually our last one from the Dynasty Trades HQ show because I wanted you to have a little context to what Sipes was talking about because I was that guy trying to get Gardner from him and the quarterback he would have got back would have been Goff and he's sitting
1: with Phillip Rivers right now. Wait, so he would have traded Mintry for Goff and he said no?
0: Um, Basically, you know, there were other small pieces involved in the trade too as well. If I brought him up, I mean, we'd gone back and forth for a while. Um, but then he talked to you on the show with no context, and he said, what do you feel about Gardner? And you were like, absolute hold.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so it, he
0: won't make a move now.
1: So I think, I think you're both wrong. Like, <laughs> You shouldn't be trying to acquire Gardner Minshew for Jared Goff, and he shouldn't be rejecting Jared Goff for Gardner Minshew.
0: Exactly. I don't know why he didn't do it. So the deal's off now and and the reason it is I'll tell you and this is going longer than I planned I apologize but the no, reason is is like the reason I wanted him is because like I told you at the beginning of the show for better or worse I just wear it on my sleeves and I believe in Gardner I think that if I can get Gardner on my team I think that he will be the starter and I think that he can score as many or more points than Jared Goff and I was also and this I don't think you'll agree with this, but this is the total honest truth. I was after the stack. Of, I wanted one stack of um, DJ Shark and Gardner Minshew. So I was, I was just having fun, willing to pay for putting my heart on my sleeve and going at it that way. But then I got the stack in a different league, so I'm kinda, I was kind of done with him anyway.
1: <laughs> but I thought yeah. that, that
0: deserved more context than just like, what yeah. are you doing with Gardner?
1: And this is like a good lesson for people. Like, I, I get playing Dynasty the way you're trying. to, Like, you want to acquire a, stack, acquire a stack and everything that you're doing. Like, I don't disrespect that. I have no issue with that. Um, but it's just, it's not the most efficient way and the most ideal way to play Dynasty. And the reason for that is we talk about Gardner Minshew being a buy low. Yep, but if you're if you're trading Jared Goff for Gardner Minshew, he's not a buy low. You're you're now buying high.
0: But I didn't even meet his market price according to Sipes. So you
1: so then you he's know, not you know and, and I'm not, not disagreeing you with you.
0: Right, exactly. I had to kind of back off and realize like dude, you're crazy for not taking these. Like I'm crazy sauce sending you like like what's your crazy price? I'm I'm playing American Pickers with Michael Sipes. And trying to just be like, dude, tell me what to pay. And he's still just like, uh, I don't know. Like, and and I finally just had to kind of say, I don't know. Cause any trade that I sent him, I knew that it favored him. I, I even would yeah. like, meet his needs and, and it, he, he likes Gardner too. I, I get it. Um, and even me, like I'm, I'm, I'm almost like crapping on my strategy of going so hard after Gardner. Cause even I'm thinking the whole time, like, how are you not accepting this? Like, it's yeah. right there for you. But like, I'm willing many, to be the dumb guy. Yeah. How many leagues are you in? Um, A lot. Like 15, um, 20? Yeah, somewhere in there. I, I, I would say I'm around the 18 range. I'm not like one of the okay. 40 or 70 league guys like some are.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, How many leagues do you have Gardner Minshew in?
0: Um, probably only like two to four. I, okay. I, I would have to look. That's perfect.
1: Okay. I have Jared Goff you...
0: everywhere. I have Jared Goff everywhere.
1: Okay. So I, I truly do have
0: way too much this, Jared Goff.
1: This is kind of what I talked to um, Shane about on the show. You're devaluing Goff because you, for whatever reason, you don't like him anymore. Or you have too many shares. You feel like you're overextended with Goff, overexposed, and you want Gardner Minshew because you want the stack, and you're willing to give up probably late first type equity to to do that. Yeah, and and it's and it's. If I have, if you only have two to four shares of of Gardner Minshew, and one of the leagues that you're offering uh, or wanting to acquire Gardner Minshew is going to cost you Jared Goff, it, it, you have 14 other leagues that you can go get Gardner Minshew for significantly cheaper. Yep. And once you acquire Gardner Minshew, you can then go get DJ Chark, who is no longer a hype trained player. Like he had a lot of hype mid mid season, he's really lost a lot of luster, especially in Dynasty. like People aren't that excited about him anymore.
0: And that's actually what I ended up doing. I ended up going in a league I didn't own either of the players in. And, you got and them I both. got DJ Shark from one team and Gardner from another.
1: And it, and I guarantee you it cost you a lot less than if you would just go get Gardner Minshew and give up Jared Goff and then having to... Absolutely. Um, you know, just like... Yeah, I, I and think I turned a should...
0: 112 and a 209 to a 108 in the process.
1: Yeah. So I, I think... Once again, I think this comes down to the best trades you don't you know don't make. It's not to say that in two years Gardner Minshew won't be better than Jared Goff, but you don't have to pay that price now to maybe be right. Once again, this is like, you know, seven five versus ace king or ace queen. Like, sure, you could be right with Gardner Minshew and seven five could win, but odds are not in your favor.
0: Pull the trigger, Sipes. Don't be
1: so scared. Yeah. Yeah, you you should you should take that off the table. Like I'm begging. Oh, it you is. To take yeah,
0: the, it, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep, but, yeah but yeah. But I like Gardner Minshew. I think he's a really good buy. Just don't go out there and buy him for Jared Goff. But I like, and I don't even like Goff. Like I, I really dislike Goff. I don't have him anywhere. I don't like him at all. But I just don't like giving up that much value. I'm a value player, equity player. I don't I don't do the I don't do the 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 gut or what I want. I just go with what I think the value is absolutely
0: be sure to check out dynasty trades calculator all your shows i mean you guys have a network of shows now
1: yeah network of shows we have four shows i'm on the main i'm on the the um the the flagship which is just dynasty trade calculator podcast um and i think we've four and a half years in or uh, almost five years in so we're uh, still grinding absolutely thanks a ton for coming on izzy yeah buddy appreciate it